while people are eager for more trails, a lot of that management agreements, memos of understanding, uh, planning of trails, environmental analysis, it just takes time. Good Tuesday morning, and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Dayton Olander. The construction of a new trail system in Salt Lake City is, ostensibly, on pause right now. Tribune reporter Blake Apgar spoke with recreational trails manager Tyler Fonerau, who told him about some of the behind-the-scenes work that is currently ongoing to make future development possible. So to give our listeners a little bit of background, Salt Lake City has been working for years on developing a plan to expand the trail network in the foothills between Emigration Canyon and the Davis County line. Uh, In spring of 2020, the city council approved the plan and construction began shortly after that. About a year later, Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall called for a pause due to public outcry over the construction of the trails. Opponents argued that they were prone to erosion, prioritized mountain bikers, and deviated from the plan that was originally presented. Uh, In September, she held a press conference uh, announcing an extension of the pause. Tyler, what has happened since that press conference? Since the press conference in September 2021, uh, we at the Public Lands Department have worked with the city to hire consultants as the mayor uh, requested and provided funds for to do three different types of work to ensure that the quality of trail construction and the conservation of lands was prioritized. The first was an environmental and cultural analysis. Um, we, uh, consultant was hired, SWCA uh, environmental consultants. Uh, the second, we are finishing contracts right now with a trail design and trails plan um, system evaluation. So we can assess the construction in phase one, plus give another evaluation of the trails plan as a whole. And we will be starting work with them this uh, next month in July. The third consultant will be a communications firm that we will um, hire to help ensure that our community has the accurate information so that we don't send out a misinformation um, and the community can, can continue to give input in, in a reasonable manner. And when might people be able to expect uh, construction on these new trails to resume? We need to complete the evaluation, which will start in July and run through next, likely, likely next summer. So it would be reasonable to assume that we can plan to have new trails planned and constructed as early as next summer or fall of 2023. And for those who might be frustrated with the pace of this project, um, you know, those who say it's necessary to get these trails built because we've got uh rapid population growth here and we need to reduce the crowding uh, out there. What's your message to, to folks who have those concerns? That's a, it's a great question and, and good and reasonable concerns. Um, I think we need to recognize that the pace of trail construction we did um, in from, from June 2020 to June 2021 um, was never planned for the full uh, three phases of the trail of the trails plan. Phase one was all on Salt Lake City property. We were able to manage that property ourselves. Uh, phase two and three is significantly uh, state and federal lands. So we the, the time that while people are eager for more trails, a lot of that management agreements, memos of understanding, uh, planning of trails, environmental analysis, it just takes time. So there was a natural pause between phase one and phase two. That's why they had phased that way. And recognizing that we, it will take time just for the planning of any uh, project, whether it's a construction project or a, or a land management project. So 
Our goal is, is that by doing our due diligence now and getting the proper evaluation over the next year, that we can have more construction uh, roll out more uh, consistently and appropriately over the next five to seven years. And Tyler, what are some things that you want people to keep in mind as uh, this review progresses and as the project as a whole progresses? That's a, another great question. One thing that I would love the community to know is that the city's taking leadership um, are within the city, the state, the federal uh, land managers to actually put this trail system together, which is rather unusual for a city to do. Uh, but being that it's an environmental recreational priority, we wanted to do that to make sure that we conserve the land and, and, and kind of model appropriate recreation. Many trail systems evolve from trail users who are uh, put a company together to request the city as a land manager or the county or BLM. Um, and so what my point is, is that it's going to take significant partnership from the community to not just um, get the trails built, to make, but to make sure they're maintained very well and that we are modeling um, appropriate and evolving trail etiquette around the uh, appropriate use of e-bikes, um, the appropriate uh, use of uh, recreating with dogs, appropriate um, use of how to engage with with each other in the trails community so that we can um, collectively use the trails um, beneficially together. All right, Tyler, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Blake's story about the project is out today at sltrib.com. Next, Tribune reporter Peyton Harkins joins the podcast and shares a little bit about reunification trainings that are happening in some Utah school districts. School shootings are still rare in the U.S., but as they're happening more often, school systems are turning to trainings that help them prepare for shootings or any other disaster scenario. Last month, one of those districts in Utah let me and a photographer come and observe one of these trainings, known as reunification training. We watched as Cache County School District administrators and around 800 elementary school students practiced evacuating their school and reuniting with parents off-site. It was a big production, with about 10 buses, dozens of volunteers, and lots of signage and systems in place to lead parents and students where they needed to be. The idea of reunification training is to bring order to a chaotic situation and that way make whatever disaster happens become just a little bit more bearable. While simulation-based drills, research have shown, may be doing more harm than good, experts say reunification trainings don't have to be. The key is to make students understand they're responding to a generic threat and to never act out whatever the threat is. An expert I spoke with said the generic approach is better because when we only focus on active shooter responses, schools take their eyes off the more likely concerns and can actually make schools less safe. Thanks, Peyton. And in case you missed it, freelance reporter Bethany Rogers had a story published yesterday about how the COVID-19 pandemic seemed to exacerbate the number of instances workers at a Utah health system were threatened or harassed. You can read her story at sltrib.com. And that's all we have for you on today's episode of The Daily Buzz. A big shout out to Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music and to Sage Miller for producing this episode. <laughs>